Okay, we are here to try and um, get this podcast off the ground. And I am here, Philippe, they call me Mr. Magic. I'm sitting here with a young generation of the new millennium, Maya. Maya, how was it go? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. And so we are here today to talk about what? Relationships? Yes. And what is it that your generation have to say about relationships? What do you uh, want the want anybody to know, especially those that were here before you? I think with relationships in this generation, toxicity is excessively flourishing. I I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know if it's because, you know, that's what people are accustomed to, but this generation loves toxic relationships. And at what level do you say that toxic relationships occur? Uh, is it like between one and 10? Is it almost a 10? 11 B. Eleven <laughs> D. It's it's up there. So, what is considered toxic? Um. Well, if you're in a relationship and you're dating someone who lacks mental and emotional intelligence, that can leave room for toxicity to flourish. A person who doesn't know how to communicate, who doesn't have perfect conflict resolution skills, all of that to me is, you know, correspondence of toxicity. Don't you agree? Yeah, I I, I agree. So how do you get people to get better at eliminating toxic and try to improve to become something much better? I think people first have to acknowledge the fact that they're toxic. And a lot of people don't want to come to realizations at all. Like I, I agree with yeah. that. It's like yeah. uh, playing sports. It's like basketball. I always give this analogy to people with basketball. If you are good in a position on the court, mm-hmm. you have to practice the strengths and eliminate the weaknesses. I agree. Mm-hmm. And if you're, let's say you're a good shooting guard, but you don't practice to be a shooting guard, you want to be a small forward, you're not going to become a better player. I agree. Yeah. And if the coach has to point out to you what is your strength, what is your weaknesses, and help you to improve the strengths and diminish the weaknesses. And a lot of people don't know how to diminish the toxic uh, actions that they do create and mm-hmm. act upon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. So what would you like to do? Or what do you expect? Or do you self-evaluate to find out whether you're toxic in any way? I do. Self-evaluate, and I do think I'm a bit toxic. I do. I I can fully acknowledge it. Yes. Well, that's the first step, right? I can. Yeah, <laughs> I can acknowledge it. Yeah, I could. And so, what do you try to do as a result of it? I try to practice more healthier mannerisms. Like, if you're in a relationship and you and your person are having an argument, of course, you may not want to talk in the spirit of the moment, but that doesn't mean you should shut the person out. I have a characteristic trait of shutting down when I don't want to talk, and I don't think that's healthy. I don't think that's healthy, especially if you're dating someone who's a communicator. I I think, you know... At some point, you have to talk. Yeah, you have to talk. Because how are you going to know what to do if you don't communicate? Yeah. Yeah, I I see what you're talking about. Any other aspects of relationships? Is it hard dating? Oh, yes. In this generation, yes. So my question is, do people really date or they do hookups? Was they a hookup a part of dating? I think hookups are a part of dating. Yes, I really do. But it's not the main part when you say you're dating. No, okay, it's so not the main part. You'll say if a guy meets a girl mm-hmm. or a girl meets a guy and they like each other, they would first start communicating, talking, getting to know each other mm-hmm. before anything physical happens. Yes. Right? Is there a time set period for hooking up? 
or it depends on the individuals and when they feel ready? I Yes, it depends on the individuals and when they feel ready. I don't think it should be uh, Yeah, I don't think one period. size fits all, right? No, like, no. You shouldn't have people just saying, well, after three months, you, you, you exactly. make it up, right? Because some people move faster than others and some yes. people are more ready faster than others. And so they have to kind of evaluate, I guess, Maybe some people are slower because they want to know more mm-hmm. and they want to feel knowing more makes them feel comfortable. And then, you know, uh, some people, they, they're ready much quicker. Yeah. You know, here's a question. When do you say I love you? Oh my God. Oh, <laughs> uh, you are, uh, you've never reached that yet in your, in your personal life. I've always been the one to say I love you first. And it- does that scare men? The guys that you've met? I don't know if it does. No one has ever said like, wow. Okay. Have you gotten them to say it back? Have they said it back? Yes, they've said it back, yeah. What happens once you say it? Does it change the dynamics of the relationship? Sometimes after I said it, I just would be like, fuck, why did I say that? (laughs) But it it just comes out so naturally when you've, you know, been hanging out with the So it's more genuine if you just say it as you know you, as you realize and how you feel. Yeah, it's more amicable, yeah. Do you think telling them first? Because, you know, you see movies and TV shows and even when you're with certain friends, Mm -hmm. they tell you, never be the one to say I love you first. Yeah. I always thought that was a bunch of bullshit. That's all played out, yeah. Yeah, because to me, if you are doing that, then you're literally playing a game. I agree. Because saying I love you and expressing any emotion should not depend on who says it first. Mm -hmm. It should Mm -hmm. just be that if you're feeling it in that moment and you recognize, especially if you've been talking to this person and spending time with this person Mm -hmm. after so long, if that's how you feel at that moment, you should be able to say it. People always say, well, if you say it first, that gives them power for you. Well, if if that is the case, then you're telling me loving truth. Yeah. The love is say I love you. Means that the dynamic means they're going to think. But once they say it, doesn't that mean you get power over them? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the way I look at it. So when people talk about these dynamics that they, these mind shifting games that I see people play, and I see it in movies and TV shows, mm-hmm. I don't blame movies and TV shows because I think movies and TV shows reflect what people are going through. Amen, yeah. I don't blame them. I don't blame, I blame human beings for not trying to improve these dynamics Mm -hmm. so that they make relationships better. You know, the whole battle of the sexes thing never made sense to me. Why is there a battle of the sexes? Yeah. Why is it that that's what we are saying that men and women have to go to war even when they be together? And it's been like that for centuries. Yeah. And people think that that's an okay thing to say that. So you got the guy, he meets a girl, he likes her, Mm -hmm. but... He's listening to his friends tell him not to be genuine with her. He wants to be genuine, but if he has some friends that he hangs out with, he feels that what they're saying to him in order to impress them and to make them make him look like he's not whooped or mm-hmm. whatever other terminology mm-hmm. they use to describe a man who's actually feeling something for a woman, they they kind of pressure him into not acting like he's whipped or whooped or whatever word they want to use for it. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with when you have a guy have kids with a woman. And if he spent time with his kids, that's a bad thing. But yet society doesn't acknowledge these things. You know, they Little by little, we say it. And you hear talk shows about it. Mm-hmm. And most of the talk shows you hear is about, okay, um, women are bad in this way. Men are bad. The women do the show that say men are bad. Men do the show that say women, women are, are bad. bad. Yeah. And then you see everybody chiming in saying, yes, yes. Finally, somebody's speaking out against women. Finally, somebody's speaking out against men. Well, in both situations to me... It seems like men and women are bad. Yeah. You have bad yeah. women and bad men in, in, in both genders. 
and that shouldn't reflect upon those who are not bad. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. You know, and I think that the problem with any with relationships that you've seen throughout the centuries, throughout the decades, and even in your own with your friends and all that stuff is we have played into these things that make when they talk about the, like if people finally get married, mm. the divorce rate is fifty percent. From I know myself, I've been reading that the divorce rate is fifty percent. Mm. From I've read history, they always say the divorce rate is fifty percent. Well, what does that say about us humans? Why aren't we trying to correct it so it won't be fifty percent? Mm-hmm. It could be seventy to thirty percent of better relationships, better marriages, or even eighty to twenty percent. Why we haven't gotten to that? Why do we continue? Because we keep feeding these information to me mm-hmm. that people deem as traditions and all of this stuff, you know, and that's how people perceive it. So that's how they live it. Yeah. Do you have, from your experience of dating, uh, what do you, what's your advice for your generation? Try to learn what it is to be loved correctly and learn to love people correctly. Learn how to communicate. Don't repudiate or deny the red flags. Please don't do it. You know, don't deny them as much as you may want this person to be in your life. Accept it for what it is and develop some type of strength and move on. Um, Be cautious when it comes to dating now. Take your time. There's no rush. Wow. Yeah. I understand all of that. And so for me, when I look at all of this stuff, relationships, are people. People, first of all, I think everything starts with you being honest. Mm -hmm. And the first thing you have to be honest about, do you want a relationship? Do you ever want to get married? Do you want to get, do you want to have children? Mm -hmm. Right? Because we are bred, especially in religious countries, grow up, meet somebody, date them, marry them, have kids. Mm -hmm. Right? And we never think for ourselves, I don't want kids. We never think for ourselves, I don't want to be involved in a long-term relationship. I'm happy being single and I just want to date. And when the relationship doesn't feel right anymore, I want to move on. Mm-hmm. Right? We don't think about that. Women especially are told, get married, have kids. Yes. Become yes, housewives. Yes. Right? But what if men are not being told that? Then you're looking to get married when most 90% of the men you meet or 95% of the men you meet haven't been bred to even be a husband. Mm-hmm. So you meet a guy because you're pressured by family, your church, and all these people. Mm-hmm. You go looking to get married. He ain't looking to get married. You happen to end up getting pregnant, maybe if y'all started having sex before mm-hmm. marriage, mm-hmm. and then you're stuck with him, and he's a jerk. He's a jackass. He's an idiot. And you're having a child for a dude that you're going to have to spend the next 18 yeah. or 19 years mm-hmm. with, forcing, fighting to get child support. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that's, you know. And I think since the new millennium, the younger generation don't actually fall for all of these old traditions, but they're still fighting to be themselves because if their parents are alive, their grandparents, their grandparents are telling them, they're using the religion to scare the shit out of us. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And they're telling them, you know, it's like a woman who had 10 kids in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and even probably the 90s, well, between five and 10 kids, four, maybe four or five different guys. Mm -hmm. She grows up and then she has some daughters in there and her daughters display the same behavior, sir. And what does she call her daughter? A whore. Mm-hmm. Well, if your daughter's a whore and you did the same thing, doesn't that make you a okay, whore? Okay, then. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so how you be calling your daughter a whore and then you're not, you don't want to be called a whore. Mm-hmm. I personally think the whole putting a label on somebody who loves sex and express their sexuality is bullshit. I agree. Because for me, 
what I find with most people is only the women get the bad labels. If having multiple partner makes a woman a whore, it makes a man a whore. And that should be bad both ways. It should be. It you should know? be. I don't understand how people think that that's okay to label women bad in every aspect. Mm -hmm. Women shouldn't be able to express themselves. And yet, men should. But who are the men expressing themselves with? The mm -hmm. women. The women, yeah. So why is it bad for the woman who the man actually needs to have sex with, but it's not bad for the man? I don't get that. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. that's something I also never understood growing up. And I'm like, but who are they having sex with? If the woman's bad, then she has the multiple. Exactly. Because here's what happens with the woman. The guy is taught to be a player, not only by his father, but by his mother. Right? So he goes out and be a player. He hit it maybe two or three times, maybe no more than five times. Then he quit it and he goes to find another girl. Mm -hmm. Well, the woman he hit it and quit it to, she now has to find a different partner. Now, chances of her finding a partner who wants to be monogamous ain't great. Slim to none. So what she's going to find is another dude who want to hit it and quit it after he's tired of it. And so she's going to go to a couple of duels until she finds maybe a sort of a good guy. Right? And the guy is going to repeat that same pattern with it. Mean, let's say if he have 20 partners in his lifetime, he did 20 women wrong. And it's been my experience, the men don't grow up that much. That they remain that even when they get old. Mm -hmm. Because what they do is if they do find a wife, they marry her, she gives them the children she, they want. And then once she gives them enough children, they start fooling with 16, 20, 25 year olds. And so she's left as a wife. She likes sex, but her husband don't touch it no more because mm -hmm. he prefer younger type women. Mm -hmm. So what does she do? She has to go and find somebody to satisfy herself. Her husband ain't touching her, right? She may not divorce him, but hey, what does she do? It's just a repeat of the same cycle. And that's what I want to know with society. Aren't you all tired like, yeah, of the same games? The same it's like thing. we keep playing these same games that, for me, it's not creating a good society. I don't know. And we are learning this from the older generation. And then the older generation, oh, our generation like that, little mom. If your generation like that, how come you had 10 kids in the 70s? Mm -hmm. If your generation isn't like that, a generation before you, how come your grandmother had 10 kids in the 60s or in the 50s? And then you go down the line and you realize granny them or great granny was doing the wild thing. The wild. And then they still turn around and pretend and tell their children, I was a virgin on my wedding night. Really? But all your children ain't for your husband. <laughs> so if all your children ain't for your husband, then you were the virgin no, you on your wedding night you or you were cheating on your husband. That's the only two possibilities in that scenario. For you, as a, what do they call you? Generation Z's? Generation X? They call us Gen Z's. Gen yeah. Z's. What does that really mean? I have no idea. <laughs> y'all are giving labels you all don't know. No, I don't know. I think the generation in the 60s is called the baby boomers. I don't know, understand what about that because they were having sex, but they weren't having a lot of babies. Mm. So why are they call it baby boomers? I, these things, they keep putting label on the generations and the label doesn't make any sense to me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And nobody explains it. They tell you, well, they were just the baby boomers. Well, did a lot of children come out of that? No, but so then what, why the baby word? You might as well call them the sexual generation or mm -hmm, something like that because mm -hmm. that's what they were having. You know, so they call you all the generation Gen Z. Mm -hmm, Gen Z. And I guess most of y'all don't even know what the hell that means. I have no idea. <laughs> so for the Gen Z uh, people, generation, do you think that they're smart enough to shout out the waters to try for better relationships? I think they, they are smart enough, but they don't want to take initiative to do so. 
I could agree with that. But isn't that the same pattern their parents took? Yes. Their grandparents and their great-grandparents? Like, do people really talk about or try to improve relationships? Or are we all bullshitting ourselves and yeah. believing we're trying to do better? Like, a lot of relationships who find themselves in turmoil today, if they really, this is how I feel. If you genuinely want the relationship to work, you and your partner will take initiative to make that happen. Right. Because it's like when you first start dating somebody, you do all the shit in the yeah. world to spend time. Mm-hmm. You pay attention, right? Because you don't want to seem like the days ago. But mm-hmm. then as soon as you get settled in, maybe after a year or two or three years, you start don't giving a shit. Yep. And then you make a big deal of little issues that don't make no damn sense. No sense. Right. I had a friend, he used to, to get rid of women. He started cherry picking arguments about like one girl brought him some chocolates. I don't want to bring you no chocolate. Like, seriously, that's the argument you have it. You don't want her to bring you chocolates. Mm-hmm. Uh, some niggas wish that could happen to them. Yes, yes. Why do you not want her to bring you chocolate? I think that most human beings are selfish. I think that that's what we see in the result of it. We don't like to admit that because we want to pretend that we are more moral and more upstanding and more everything. And we think that if we say we are moral, that excludes us from being selfish. Mm-hmm. No, you could be moral in certain areas and selfish in the rest. Oh, yes, yes. Right. And for me, I think that growing as human beings and learning first comes with acknowledging your faults. Right. And working on and trying to improve who you are as a person Mm -hmm. with those, you know, with whoever you want to be with. Or if you don't want to be with nobody. It's interesting, though, in this society, in the religious societies, wanting to remain single your life, your whole life is a taboo. It's like bad to say, especially for a woman. Mm-hmm. During the 90s, you know, have you ever heard a show called Murphy Brown? No. Murphy Brown was a show about a lady who was a broadcaster, Candace Bergen, uh, actress from decades before that, who had been in a lot of movies. She was this character. And on the show Murphy Brown, at the peak of it, she decided to have a baby to be, and be a single mother. Mm-hmm. So that became a taboo. Even the vice president, the dumbass Dan Quayle, Mm. literally chimed in and they were attacking the show for promoting single mothers and it was like why should she be attacked if she if she want to raise a child or she should be able to do that but this is the thing everyone wants to bash women who want to be single moms but if you look at it if you have a man who's living with you and you have this child it's basically like you're a single mother because you're doing everything by yourself Bingo! I'm glad you said that because I was start- yeah. I knew where you was going and I started to light up because I knew that you was headed in that direction. You're doing everything by yourself. Even on Facebook today, I've had arguments with guys who blame feminism, which is bullshit, mm-hmm. right? Feminism happened as a result of men not giving a fuck about women mm-hmm. and not taking care of women, right? That's what feminism, that's where feminism came from, right? Century, up until the early 20th century, until about the 60s, most married people see people have this bullshit version of marriage and fidelity mm-hmm. that does not really exist historically mm-hmm. for many centuries going into the 20th century and up until the 60s most married women the husband only had sex with them until they had enough children for him mm-hmm. then he stopped having sex with them. he started having sex with either prostitutes or sweethearts mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the woman went the rest of her life if she was faithful to her husband no, no more sex, sex. Yeah. and so that 
that kind of attitude birthed feminism mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that women could be free. There's another thing they claim that feminism, oh, women, feminism says women could live without men. No, feminism never said that. That's what people who hate feminism say mm-hmm. to feminism. Mm-hmm. They create these lies about feminism that is not real. Mm-hmm. And they talk about, well, feminism, no, feminism never said that. Feminism says a woman could be whatever she wants to be and a woman should be able to choose a happiness. Amen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the problem that stemmed, I watched it growing up in the seventies and I had this conversation with some guys who was trying to blame feminism. I said, well, why were there so many single mothers in the fifties and the sixties, especially black women? Mm-hmm. They couldn't answer that. And then they're like, well, you're telling us your experience. I say, no, that was the norm. That was, yeah, yeah. That was the norm. A girl would meet a guy. She would fall in love with a guy, give him sex, even when she, she had to be pressured into doing it. And then he would leave her. One of the things she would hear is, well, they know that's his child. That's what his family would say. Mm-hmm. So that would be the excuse for him not to be a father. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They created the single mother. The single mother didn't just happen overnight. And once the single mothers were there, they eventually said, eventually, look here, all right, I've been doing okay without a man, so I might as well continue, continue doing it. it. That's yeah. where the feminism came from. But they want to pretend that feminism didn't say that, but they can't point to no article or thing where feminism says all these things they keep claiming it does. Mm-hmm. And so they sit around and say, oh, mother should have a thing. But even some people have said throughout the years, the household that did have the father present, the father was still absent. Yeah. Because the father would come home from work and spend time with the no, kids. No, no. The mother still did all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And the father didn't do nothing around the house. He just literally, basically was there to say he's the father in the house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They even did it on the Big Bang Theory one time where Bernadette didn't really want to have children at the beginning of her marriage with Howard. And her father approached Howard and said, well, because Bernadette lied and told her father that Howard is the one that didn't want to have kids. So when her father finally confronted him, he was like, no, I've been trying to get her pregnant, but she doesn't want to get pregnant. And so when he finally, her father finally approached Bernard, Bernard had said, he was like, having children is the most wonderful this and the most wonderful that. And it's the thing. And she said, yeah, but you were home. You never checked for us. Mm-hmm. He was like, anyhow, I got to go. He knew that even as the father in the house, he, he never really there. was in the house paying attention to the kids. He wasn't there. So... I don't get how they sit up and blame feminism or whoever they're blaming when actually they should literally take a look at the real history of how men have deserted women over and over again for centuries, Mm -hmm. right? And then women said they got tired of it. They got tired of waiting for their husbands. And women were told up until the 60s, your your only goal is you're not supposed to enjoy sex. You're only supposed to have sex with your husband to give him kids. Really? Well, we're not like, no, I like sex. What am I supposed to do once he stops having sex with me? Right. I need to think, I'm here, but wants the sex toys. Either she can have the sex toys or she can have mine. <laughs> One thing or another is going to happen with us. But So, you know, I, the, the generation or the Gen Z have looked at all of this and a lot of this they don't even give a shit about. No, they don't. They don't give a shit about the traditions and all of that stuff. I see that. They really are nonchalant about a lot of shit. Even sometimes I look at it and go, y'all don't give a shit about nothing, do y'all? And they just really don't care. They want to set a different set of cultures and values that is totally different from what they can because they see it's never worked. Right. But yet that the, the, the generation before y'all and the generation before that who are still alive want to pretend that, oh, this change in culture is is bad. No, it's not because the, the culture y'all came from wasn't good at all. None of that shit was good that y'all were teaching and all this stuff. And then y'all want to pretend that history is something different. Mm-hmm. What history y'all talking about? If you talk about the real history, there was no good shit in it. No. 
wasn't good for women, wasn't good for black people, wasn't good for nobody. So what does your generation want, the older generation, in case any older person listens to this? What do you all think you all want them to know? Stop forcing religion onto people. Please stop. Please stop. Let them find it on their own, right? We Let them find it on their own. And I think, you know, even me growing up in a very strict Christian household, a lot of people get defensive when you challenge their religious theories. Right. Because it doesn't make sense. Right. You know, stop forcing religion onto people. It's okay if we don't want to have kids. Right. Do not ridicule or scrutinize us Gen Z women who don't want to have children. You know, um... Another thing, if we want to have a thousand sex partners, what the f- what's the big deal? What's the big deal? Because your parents did it anyhow. Yeah. Well, yes. What is the big deal? Before you go further, I said this, and I tell people I've changed. I like monogamy, mm-hmm. but I would also change on that. And I tell them I said because I said this to some classmates some years ago, and they all their eyes tell wide open. Mm-hmm. I said I don't have a problem with people who swing. I don't have a problem with open marriages. I don't have a problem with. With uh, polyamorous people, right. they were like, "Why?" I said, "Let me ask you a question. Chances are, the majority of men we know who are married or in a relationship is cheating on their woman." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I said, "If you go and have sex with your sweetheart or the guy or the or multiple tools of guys you're seeing this morning, you have sex with one of them this morning, one lunchtime, mm-hmm. and then you go and have sex with your wife or your girlfriend, isn't that really an open marriage? Yeah. Aren't you doing it? The only difference is it's with an open fun. marriage." To both people come together and agree yeah, that yeah. we can have sex with other people. Right. They didn't know how to respond to that. They didn't know how to say anything to that because they realized I just caught them in a tradition that we, it's like the ostrich they say is put his head in the sign. We put our head in the signs about infidelity. Infidelity is a big part of most cultures and most mm-hmm. religious cultures. Mm-hmm. They pretend they're not doing it. And the people who are the leaders in those communities like the pastors, if you check most pastors in your religious community, over 90% of them have a sweet eye. Of course! Of but yet course. they want to tell you to be monogamous. Right, right, right. <laughs> I don't know how that's supposed to work. Of course, yeah. And so for y'all, for the Gen Z people, y'all want to set your own life goals, mm-hmm. your own ideals, your own morals. And y'all, yeah, maybe there's something that worked in the past, y'all don't mind using it. But if it doesn't work and y'all saw it didn't work because y'all didn't work with your parents or it didn't work with your grandparents, right? You don't want to indulge in that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they can't get that. They don't want y'all to do what they did, which is stupid to me because that's basically how most of y'all got here. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you look at the cultures of the Bahamas, most people would tell their sons, don't get involved with a woman who already have kids. But if their sons have kids and the mother's either not alive or he's not with the mother, but he's the one raising the kid, they expect a woman to take him on mm-hmm. with his kids. Mm-hmm. All kind of bullshit that is geared to making okay for men, bad for women. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't become a single mother, but you're telling your son to run through women, right? You have fathers like my father did, right? The day before I got married, told me a cobra don't have one woman. Literally, mm-hmm. a cobra don't have one woman. Mm-hmm. That a cobra should have multiple partners. Mm-hmm. That's from that generation. So that's what we teach the boys. What father's going to have that, that conversation to his daughter the night before a wedding, have multiple partners? A, co- that's, a that's woman don't think of yeah. that. You know, you it's a double standard. Yeah, it is. And then if a woman does it, it's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, hopefully if we get to do more of these, we could explore and go further into a lot of shit that y'all generation see as bullshit. 
one of the topics I want us to talk about strongly is religion. Yeah, I we can talk about that. Yeah. We can talk about that. You may get a lot of hate mail for it. I know, right? People hear it, right? I know, right? So yeah. I think that for now, we're going to kind of just leave this where it at. Right. And then the next one, we'll explore some other issues. Right. And somewhere along the line, we'll get into religion. Uh, and let's see how much people we can piss off. Yeah. For that, for now, this is me, Philly, Mr. Magic, and Maya. A signing off. Until the next time we get together, just remember to always do what is best for you and find the things in life that bring you joy and do them. <laughs>